If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Jesse Kelly Show. Jesse Kelly show. Let's have some fun on a Thursday. The week is almost over. Isn't that awesome? You know what we have? We have Clay Martin Green Beret about 30 minutes from now because there's some things going down in Syria with ISIS and Syria and Turkey and all kinds of stuff. And I need to talk to a super ninja and find out what's going on. So that's what we have. We have a lot more of the communism is a religion talk. Yes, I'm going to address this. Joe Biden's going to build the wall now. I'm going to address that here in just a minute. Americans, mainly communists, but many Americans who aren't communists living in a world of make-believe. We'll talk about that tonight. Americans say they want government spending cuts. Hilarious. All that and so much more is coming up tonight on the world-famous Jesse Kelly Show. Now... Let's address the big news of the day. What is the big news of the day? Everyone's been talking about it. Joe Biden's going to build the wall. Headline here from Breitbart. Biden administration waives 26 federal laws to allow border wall construction in South Texas. Uh, what? Well, we'll get to that here in just a moment. And as you can imagine, Corinne Diversity Hire was asked repeatedly about this 
bit of a flippy floppy. In this statement that was posted within the last 24 hours, the Department of Homeland Security Secretary says there is presently an acute and immediate need to construct physical barriers and roads in the vicinity of the border of the United States in order to prevent unlawful entries into the United States. So who's right? The statement from the DHS secretary overnight or the president's comments today saying they don't work? So a couple of things. Yes, it showed up on the... Hold, just hang on, hang on, just so we're clear. Just so we're clear about what he just said because he can get confusing. Mayorkas, Mayorkas, who is the head of the Department of Homeland Security, essentially came out and said, we have to have a wall now. It's necessary. Biden administration, they're taking a different tactic. They're saying this wall is ridiculous and stupid and we hate it and it doesn't do anything, but we have to build it. Mayorkas says they need it. The Biden administration says they don't need it. Everyone's saying no matter what it's being built, that's because anyway, I'll let her go on. I just wanted to clarify. Register today, but the announcement, this is not new. This is from six months ago. Well, it is new because the waving of the laws actually didn't happen. (laughs) But it was, this is something that uh, was out back, that the DHS was put out back in, in, uh, in, in it six months ago. So, and now they announced. Did they wave the laws six months ago? Well, what I'm saying is DHS announced this back in, in June that the agency would do so. So when he said there is presently, are you saying when he says there is presently, he was referring to six months ago or referring to the date of which it was filed. What I can tell you is DHS announced this back in June that they were going to move forward with this. That's what I can share with you. That's what I I know is to be true and is to be fact. Look, I'm already bored. Okay. Okay. So that's kind of the route they're going. And unsurprisingly, reporters are aghast at the thought of actually protecting the border to the point they're prompting them along. But can't you just delay it? Essentially, is there a deadline in the law or why is it that this has to be used up right now? Because you all have been uh, not thus far using these funds, so why not continue to slow up this if philosophically you... Because we've asked, because the answer there is we've asked Congress over and over again, the president said this, to reappropriate the funds. They said no. Yeah, okay, whatever. Let's get to what's actually happening. Well, there are a couple things actually happening right now, and this is all going to tie into a world of make-believe and, and things like that. So just stay with me for a moment. Remember, communists, really all politicians, but especially the American left communists, they talk about coalitions and they form coalitions and they rely on coalitions. What does that mean? So let's say you're a Democrat president, you're a Democrat politician. There are certain things that are built in. There are coalitions that you will automatically build into your mind. Coalitions who will support you. Coalitions who will organize for you. Not just more than voting for you. They'll organize for you. They'll donate to you. They'll knock on doors for you. They will make phone calls for you. And who are the, what, what, what is the Democrat? What are the different Democrat coalitions? Okay, well, teachers unions. Teachers unions are huge. Single white women, as we've talked about endlessly. I should have listed them first. They are the beating heart of the Democrat Party. If you look at the numbers, how it works out numbers-wise, without single white women who are in general mostly insane and on antidepressants, all of them, without mentally ill white women, Democrats don't win an election in this country. They not only fund the elections, they will work in the ele- They are the hands and feet of the Democrats. Okay, so single white women, teachers unions, inner city black people, the inner city black community votes 95, 98% with Democrats. 
gay, LGBT, anywhere on the LGBTQ spectrum, you're going to vote Democrat. Feminists are going to vote Democrat. And I understand these things are not universal. So don't email in, Jesse, I'm gay and I vote Republican. I don't care. That's, we're talking about coalitions and percentages. In general, that's kind of how it works. Now, when you're running for election or you're facing an election, a re-election, whatever it is, you're running for office, you need those coalitions not just to vote for you. That's how the right thinks, and that's why we lose. The right thinks, I just have to get their vote. The communists don't think that way. The communists say, no, 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 no. Your vote is an automatic. I'm going to get your vote. I need you to come work for me. I need you to come create other votes for me. Filling in the blank? Shoot, we'll do that ourselves down at headquarters. I need you making phone calls, knocking on doors, uh, committing acts of violence like normal Democrats do. I need you doing all that's what the, That's how the Democrat Party thinks. And they're facing an issue right now. That issue is the coalition, parts of it, necessary parts of that coalition are shaky and they're angry. And this is causing panic in a White House that is looking at poll numbers, generic poll numbers against the Republicans in 2024, and they don't like how any of those numbers look. It goes way beyond Biden versus Trump or Biden versus DeSantis. The general feeling of the public is man alive, Republicans suck. I hate them, but oh my gosh, Democrats are so much worse. This has to stop on issue after issue after issue. Democrats look like they should be in trouble in 2024. Well, they don't sit back and suck their thumb. They try to figure out what they have to do. The coalition is breaking. The coalition is getting weak. Why? Because Republicans, in one of the first smart moves I've ever seen them make, they're forcing the commies to live under their policies by shipping illegal immigrants into big cities. How many times... Have we sat here, especially in the last few months, and played for you sound bites like this? This is New York Mayor Eric Adams. When do you ever hear a Democrat publicly call out another Democrat, let alone the President of the United States of America? This is, not, I warned you at the time, this is not a small deal. This isn't a New York deal. It's not a teeny tiny deal. This is a national deal with implications that go beyond 2024 for the New York Mayor to come out and say this. That's a big deal. Eventually, this was going to come to a neighborhood near you. Having someone embedded is a good start. That, that came from the Secretary of Homeland Security. We want to thank him. But I've been very clear on what we need. We need to control the border. We need to call a state of emergency. And we need to properly fund this national crisis. Yeah. Those aren't the only statements he's made. Hey, secure the border. What are you doing? Secure the border. And then we're, we've been treated to more videos courtesy of Chicago. There was a video that came out yesterday. It, it wouldn't play well on radio, so I'm not going to bother with playing it for you here. Essentially, there's a community center for in a black neighborhood there, and a community center with sports programs and stuff like that, at-risk youth, and the, they're kicking the people out, the residents of Chicago out, to make room for illegals. And they had a massive protest where the football team that was playing there showed up in uniform at the community event saying, what is going on with the illegals? 
hey, there's too many illegals. You heard it. We played it for you last night, so I'm not going to play it again. But that Chicago woman screaming into the microphone, we elected you, Brandon Johnson. We elected you, and now you're screwing us. So what's going on today? Why is Joe Biden all of a sudden coming out to secure the border or acting like it? We'll get to that in a second. This is all a pat on the head to the Democrat coalition, the black big city coalition they rely on to win elections. This is them trying to pat them on the head, act as if they're doing something so they will calm down and shut up and stop publicly calling out the Biden administration. This is not an effort to secure the border, and they're not going to do that anyway. I'll explain in a moment. This is a, hey, hey, ha, ha, hey, here's a little bone. Will you please, to, please, stop, please stop yelling? Please stop being mad. Please shut up. We'll finish this here in just a minute. And Republicans, I can't believe I'm saying it. Republicans, good job. Shipping those illegals to these places, masterful. Good job. Maybe they are taking their male vitality stacks, Chris. Maybe word got out. Maybe word got out to the GOP that they all need to get on a male vitality stack from Chalk ASAP. Chalk is natural herbal supplements. Obviously, we're, look, we're going to do some COVID stuff today. There's a bunch of new COVID stuff and, and revisionist history stuff going on with Fauci. And it occurred to me again how broken and evil our medical system is now and getting, and getting worse. I make it an effort to avoid the doctor. I take a male vitality stack every day in that effort. 20% increase in my testosterone in 90 days, plus all kinds of vitamins and minerals, everything I need to avoid the doctor. CHOQ.com, promo code Jesse. I'm telling you now, get one, give it 90 days, and see how you feel. Chalk.com, promo code Jesse. The Jesse Kelly Show. It's still real to me, damn it. Returns next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Thursday. Remember, you need to get your Ask Dr. Jesse questions in for tomorrow. You need to get them in right now. It's it's a matter of national security. You have to email what, Chris? You have to email jesse at jessekellyshow.com. All three hours tomorrow are dedicated to you and your questions. They don't have to be political, but obviously they can be whatever you send in to jesse at jessekellyshow.com back to what we were talking about why the why the border wall biden announces you're going to build the border wall. what's happening here with well, a democrat coalition specifically the inner city black coalition that's one part of the democrat coalition it's cracking up on them and i'm not here doing some ridiculous stupid thing people on the right do all the time they're all going to go vote republican now no they're not but they might not work for the biden administration or they might sit out an election cycle. Remember how close elections are. 50,000 votes between Biden and Trump last one. They're always that close. Razor, razor thin. What if you're banking on 90% of the people in Chicago voting for you and only 75% vote for you? That can cost you the presidency. It's a big deal. The coalition is angry. They're being made to live under what they voted for. They're aghast by it. They're, they're horrified by these illegals coming into the country now that they actually have to deal with them. And the coalition is cracking. 
So the Biden administration gets up today and they make some big announcement. Hey, we're being Mr. Wall. We're building the wall. Of course, I don't want to build the wall. Those poor immigrants. But we have no other choice but to build the wall. Kind of trying to straddle the fence on the issue. Oh, yes, I'm going to build the wall and stop the illegals. I hate it, but I'm going to do it. I, I, I don't want to do this, guys. I'm sorry you're making me do this. Stay on the other side of the wall. They're trying to do that thing. Trying to keep the coalition together. Now, Let's have an honest talk here. And I can't believe how much of this I'm seeing today. I can't believe how much, how many people believe they're actually going to throw up 20 miles of border wall. Come on. The system doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. Chris, go ahead and write this one down. Are they going to roll out some construction crews? And maybe do a big photo op while they build a mile or two of wall. Maybe five miles of wall. And then run campaign ads. See, look at that. Are they going to do that? Oh my gosh, of course they're going to do that. Are they going to actually build a significant physical barrier with the intention of keeping illegal immigrants on the other side of it? Oh my gosh, if you actually believe that. Please reach out to the show immediately. I've got some oceanfront property in Arizona. I've got a bargain deal for you, and I'll sell it to you at a bottom dollar. They're not going to build a wall that stops illegal immigrants because these people are in the final phase of something they have dreamt of since the 60s. These people have dreamt of burning this country down. The cloud pivot strategy. Have you ever read, Have you ever looked that up? The strategy of flooding the system. You never heard of Cloward Pivot? It, it's a couple professors. I believe Columbia. I may have that wrong. A couple professors and a couple communists. They're admitted communists to their credit. They just admit that's what they are. And they have always maintained that we have to flood the country with illegal immigrants. That's how you can break the country. Their, their goal is to break the country. And since no nation of any amount of wealth can withstand millions and millions and millions of poor people flooding in... It really was the ultimate long game. Do you really think we're going to get to 2023 with this debt crisis financial disaster hanging over our heads? Millions of illegals pouring across the border, making that process, making the, the, the financial situation worse and the crime situation worse. Do you think we're going to get there? And then all these commies are going to say, oh, hey, this is, hey, guys, it's too far. This actually didn't work out. I, this is too far. Let's back off. Hey, secure the border. Build the wall. Come on. That's not how these people operate. They didn't work for decades to destroy America, only to back off right when they're at the finish line. Joe Biden is not going to be building a bunch of wall. And any wall he does build is not going to keep out a single illegal immigrant. Period. End of story. This is an attempt to get Eric Adams to shut up, to get those angry citizens in Chicago to shut up. This is an attempt to pat a, a, an important part of their coalition on the head so they'll stop complaining publicly and they'll get back to being happy with some welfare checks or an extra community center or any one of the things the federal government does to try to buy people's votes in this country. They're not going to be stopping illegal immigration. Not now, not ever. Let's stop being naive.
Speaking of naive, you know Clay Martin is going to join us next? Clay Martin, uh, he was a Green Brave for like 9,000 years. And he was a Marine recon, Marine scout sniper. And I woke up today, and I'll be honest with you, I was a little bit taken aback by what happened because I'm concerned about World War III. We normally don't do a bunch of foreign policy. You don't, I don't. Americans in general don't care about it. Most people don't care about foreign policy, but because I'm worried about World War III, I'm paying more and more attention to it. Um, Turkey's a NATO ally. We shot down an expensive weaponized drone of turkeys this morning. Uh, What's happening here? And what's going on in Syria? And what's going on with ISIS? And and yeah, we have have questions for Clay Martin next. So we're going to get to Clay. And then we're going to go right back to all this stuff we're talking about, about how committed these people are. I have some updates on that communist who was stabbed in front of his communist girlfriend and the... Look, these people are religious zealots. That's all there is to it. They are 100% committed to doing things like, I don't know, abortion on demand. And they are zealots about it. Are we as zealous about saving that life as they are about taking it away? It's what it really comes down to. Who is committed? Preborn is committed. Preborn so committed, they walk right into these neighborhoods, the highest abortion neighborhoods in the country, places like Baltimore, New York, and others, and they set up these pro-life clinics, and they're telling these at-risk women, these women who have already made the choice, hey, I'm going to go get an abortion. They reach out to her, and they say, hey, how about a free ultrasound first? She lays down and hears the free ultrasound heartbeat, and she chooses life, only it's not free. You bought it for her. Your $28 bought it for her. You buy a life for 28 bucks. Preborn.com slash Jesse is where you go purchase that life. Preborn.com slash Jesse. Sponsored by Preborn. We'll be back with Clay Martin. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Chris, what is this music? That's awful. What is that? Through the fire and flames? Did Clay request that? He said, surprise me. Oh, good. You should have given him something even worse Why than that. Gay? Joining me now, Marine and Army, Special Forces, Recon, Sniper, and now author, Clay Martin. Clay, um, why are we shooting down Turkey's drones? Well, uh, we uh, we wanted to, we already had a conflict going with uh, Russia and China. We thought that we'd throw Turkey in the mix too. Uh huh. Yeah, that's, you know, it's uh, uh, fun. It's, it bring everybody to the party. It's a lot more exciting that way. <laughs> and if there's if if there's one thing we historically know about Turks too is they don't hold a grudge and yes. they can't really fight that well. So that's good. Yeah, that's good yes. planning. That's good stuff. Yes. Yes, let's ask Winston Churchill about how those Turks just tend to lay down when you come storming in. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's not like they had even your nukes sitting in their country. You know, it's fine. Oh, gosh. Okay, Clay, in all seriousness, what's happening there? I obviously don't want any American troops put in harm's way. I've read the same things you've read. Turkey has a weaponized drone getting a little cl- too close to the troops. We apparently sent an F-16 and take it out. What, what am I supposed to believe about all this? Maybe if we start a war with a NATO country and invokes Article oh. 5, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's one of the dumbest things that I've ever heard or seen. Uh, these things do happen. Usually, honestly, though, usually they happen to send a message. Like, uh, you know, we've actually bombed some embassies before, allegedly, by accident. And that was to send a message if you knew what was actually up. Uh, I don't know why we would start this with Turkey. That's a really bad idea. Uh, but that kind of feels like, or 
this is this is actually scary to say, Jesse, but I mean it. We have gotten so weird in the last two or three years with our military that maybe we just uh, had somebody incompetent running the radar that day. Uh, maybe we thought it was uh, somebody else's drone, and I uh, went ahead and aired on the side of let's shoot it down. Gosh, I didn't even consider the fact that this was just some moron diversity hire who shot down a drone and he didn't know what it was. Of course, that's probably what it would be. Okay, uh, Clay, what is Turkey, setting the drone stuff aside, because I'm very concerned about World War III and Civil War and everything else, but uh, what are they to us? Are they a friend? Are they an enemy? What are their capabilities? What is Turkey? Ooh, that is, a, uh, that is one of the biggest wild cards in the, in the whole deck. Turkey has always been kind of like an adversarial relationship, but once we brought them into NATO, they, they were looked at a lot more like a friend. Now, we've also had to do a lot to buy them off, especially during the Cold War, because we wanted our nukes there, because we wanted them really close to both uh, Russia and Iran. So Turkey is also very good negotiators. I, I, I don't know if that's uh, racist to say, but Turks are good at negotiating. They've always negotiated very hard with us uh, because they can, and it's fun for them. Uh, so they've, they've always kind of occupied a weird position like that. Uh, actually, looking at it historically, it was kind of weird for a lot of us that they were included in NATO in the first place. But they've also backed us up in some weird places. I've sent a lot of troops to Korea for us, actually. So it's, uh, it's kind of like, um, what's, the, what's the right way to phrase this? I guess they're kind of like the ex-girlfriend that you still go see sometimes. Ah, Is that, yes. That yes, makes that- sense? It does make sense, Clay, and I want to thank you for putting that much more delicately than I would have expected out of you. I really do appreciate that because this is a family show. Thank you. Thank you, Clay. Uh, okay. What are their abilities, capabilities? What kind of military are we talking about? Obviously, they're not us, but they're not Sudan either. What are they? No, they're a lot better than people give them credit for, too. Uh, they've had a lot of practice uh, handling their own internal coups and things like that. Uh, good pilots, you know, pretty modernized aircraft and a pretty good fleet of them. Turkey's one that people don't tend to, tend to think of as a military powerhouse unless they really know what they're doing, uh, and which, but they should. All right, Turkey is, they are extremely good, and they are extremely well-trained and disciplined troops for the most part. And uh, I would actually say that if we took ourselves out of the, like we're playing risk, you know, with real people, then we took ourselves out of the equation, they could mop the floor with most of Europe if they wanted to. Dang, that's, I, I, that's why I ask. People do not understand what big boys these are, and they've really embraced the drone stuff. They've gone all in oh, on yes. drones, all in, yes, haven't they, Clay? They have. They have they've, it's, uh, you know, part of the concept of being a, a very smart people but not having a lot of – having a good amount of money but not like a, a ridiculous amount of money, they've had to really think asymmetrically, and they've done a very good job of it. Uh, they've, they've come very far with the drone stuff. And not just like us either, where we have you know, the most whiz-bang coolest thing. They have lots of them. They've gone for bang for your buck. So not only do they have the talent to, to fly those drones, but they have a lot of them, which, uh, as Stalin would say, uh, quantity is a quality all its own sometimes. Yeah. Uh, speaking with Clay Martin, author Clay Martin, author of Prairie Fire, Wrath of Wendigo. Is Wrath of Wendigo still going gangbusters? I can't believe that because it's a fictional book about rebelling against the government. <laughs> Right, which we, you know, it's uh, it's a good thing it's in the fiction section, or otherwise one of us might be in a lot of trouble. It yes. is still going like gangbusters, and we actually have the uh, the audio book coming out in two weeks, uh, read by our mutual friend Terry Shepard. Ah, uh, <laughs> I can't believe he can read. That's great news, though. That all right? So there you go. The book is Wrath of Wendigo. It is 
sick. It, even the merch is sick. Highly recommend. Go get Clay Martin's Wrath of Wendigo. Okay, Clay, uh, we're going to ask a couple nerd questions here because I like to sure. nerd out on this stuff. Awesome. Turkey's water capability. Obviously, everyone, well, I shouldn't say everyone. Mm, People who listen okay. to this show and know history know about Constantinople and how, how critical that strait has been in world history. I would assume this they have some marine capability. Do they not? I'm going to be honest with you, it's not my area of expertise. I know they have some, but it's not great. Uh, what they what can do, though, is with missiles and things like that, uh, shut that straight down. So they don't really have to have a naval capability or a good one uh, to be able to do so. In fact, I believe they were mixing up with the Greek Navy a couple years ago, and it was a draw. But So not a lot of uh, reach capability, but as far as like being able to shut those straights down, yeah, they could do that in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah without even thinking twice. Clay? I've been. I'm reading a book. Uh, I'm sure you've read it. The the Nick Bro- uh, Brockhausen books about his time with special forces in Vietnam, uh, and those guys that went out and just dropped by Hilo in the middle of Indian country, and he he talks about carrying a thousand rounds on him. A thousand yeah. rounds. I don't think people even realize how insane you have to be to be dropped in the middle of Indian country. With nothing but you, maybe one other SF guy in a bunch of yards and a thousand rounds and just barking it out. Those guys were insane. Oh, absolutely, without question. And we were uh, we were very fortunate in my era that a lot of those guys stuck around, although they were long out of the military, but as like trainers and things like that for uh, for Robin Sage. And uh, when you get to sit down and talk to them, like one on one or you know five on one, about what really happened, it is crazy. Yeah, it's. Uh, Nothing but respect for those guys. And uh, one of the nice things about my era of Special Forces guys, we still all really respect those dudes and understand that you know, they learned all the hard lessons for us. You know, we stand on the shoulders of giants. Uh, what do you mean your era Special Forces dudes? Is all this filth working its way into our finest troops now, too? No, no, no. I mean with the, uh, with the Vietnam era guys that, uh, that really have it together. They were still there for us to, uh, to mentor us, basically, as we were uh, training and stuff like that. So, nothing but respect for them. Clay, he is Clay Martin. His books are all over the place. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate you. Thank you, brother. Talk to you soon. Turkey's interesting, man. Interesting. And that drone warfare stuff, a drone warfare stuff is the wave of the future stuff. It's all about, I mean, you're seeing it all over this Russia-Ukraine stuff. Ukraine's flying them. Russia's flying them. Just basic crap drones. You go down to Best Buy and purchase a drone and kill somebody with it. They go get one of these basic drones, strap some explosives to it, and fly that bad boy around. That's uh, wild. All right. We still, I'm going to talk a little bit more about this communist activist in, that was murdered in Brooklyn and his girlfriend. Not because I care about the incident, because it continues to be revealing about who and what these people are in the two different factions of American communism. Let's talk about those factions. Next. Missed out? Catch up. JesseKellyShow.com It is the Jesse Kelly Show. I forgot to turn the lights off, though. You see, uh, you, know how they, uh, you know how they simulcast the radio show now on the first TV? I have a TV show on the first TV every night at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Well, the first TV also carries a three-hour simulcast of the radio show, so you can watch me do the radio show and all my stupid hand gestures and stuff because I tend to talk with my hands. Today, the guy who runs all that, he had to go family emergency or something like that. So there's no simulcast today. We need to black out the studio, Chris, so I can do it in the dark. What do you mean? What? 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 How am I going to read? 
Chris, you don't need to read, okay? Reading is so overrated. All the knowledge I already have in my brain, that's enough to get me through the rest of my life. What do I need to read anything for? What? So I... No, I don't have NVGs yet, okay? Why do you have to keep bringing that up? No. Do you have $7,000 lying around for NVGs? Okay? I don't... I just... I, I can't... I can't do it. I know I need to do it. I know I need to do it. And I need to get a bump helmet with it. I know this. I know that I need my NVGs. You know what? Forget it. We're talking about communists and communist factions. I'm not dealing with you right now. Speaking of communism, did you see what the dirty commie scum did to Mike Lindell? They're closing Mike Lindell's bank accounts. They're closing Mike Lindell's bank accounts because he takes the MyPillow money and pushes your values and my values. He's being debanked. Look, when I tell you to go out and buy something that's on sale at MyPillow, I generally tell you that because it's the best stuff ever, and it is. It's, the stuff's amazing. That's why they have the guarantees they have on it, 60-day money-back guarantee, all that stuff made in the USA. But man, every now and then, maybe we ought to just go get something to say freaking thank you. They're going to bankrupt Mike Lindell. Gosh. My Pillow 2.0 is on sale right now, by the way. Normally $79.98. For a limited time, you get it for $39.99. It's a good day to do that. MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener special square and use the promo code Jesse. All right? MyPillow.com. Promo code Jesse or call them. 800-845-0544. Now, we've brought up a couple times. We're going to get into sky is green stuff here 10 minutes from now. There's a wild, insane number out there that I probably won't even be able to wait 10 minutes for. But we've been talking about the this commie nutball who got stabbed to death on the sidewalk in front of his commie nutball girlfriend in Brooklyn. And... People are, well, here's a headline. Ryan Carson would consider his killer a victim of a broken system. That's what Ryan Carson's dirty commie friends have come out and said. His girlfriend refused to give police a description of the attacker because he was black. Then they started a GoFundMe. The GoFundMe is not to pay for funeral expenses. The GoFundMe is to pay... So his friends can take time off of work and don't have to go to work. And people are looking at all this and they're screaming and they're saying, oh my gosh, these people are crazy and they're crazy. But all that's true. It's just important that people understand there are two different factions in communism and there always have been. What I'm about to describe is not unique to New York or America or anything. This is how it always works with communism. Communism is the religion of the malcontent. You know that already. It's the religion of the malcontent. We talk about it all the time. You, as a society, you identify the groups of people who are malcontents. You go to them. You take advantage of their bitterness. You promise them that you will hurt the people they blame for their problems in exchange for power. And that's all communism ever is. But there are two, two factions. There is the vile communist street scum faction and there's the vile elite scum faction. Those factions are different and have different goals. The problem is the communist elite scum, they lie to the communist street scum. The communist street scum 
believes the lies and do and does the things the communist elite scum wants them to do and they pay the price for it communist street scum they bear all the brunt of actual communism communist elite scum they live in luxury at all times and this is a great example this whole thing is a great example okay so you have these communist street activists what do they believe America's an evil, racist place, of course, all those other things. And all the criminals should go free. And anytime they're violent, it's never their fault. And they should just be turned loose. And they just haven't been given enough, you know, hemp or whatever these people believe. And you can mock them for that. And you should mock them for their ridiculous beliefs. But they are true believers. This guy's dead. This guy's commie dirtball girlfriend. His commie dirtball friends. They will walk around the streets of New York City feeling bad for violent criminals. And they will be killed. And they still will not change their views because as we discussed last night, they are religious zealots who believe sacrifices simply have to be made in order to achieve the communist goals they want to achieve. Yes, they're stupid. They're vile. They're evil. They're all those things. Yes, But don't think that they're the same as the Bill Gates, Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi types. Don't think that they're the same. You know why? Because the ones on the bottom are the ones who will pay. Look, we talk about it all the time. We talked talked a little bit earlier about why they're doing the illegal immigration thing. To try to pat the urban black community on the head to get them to calm down. The urban black community is suffering from how the urban black community votes. This is an opportunity for Republicans to get into these neighborhoods and run good candidates and present an alternative, present something different for them. There's an opportunity here. Republicans, of course, will not take advantage of it, so it will be wasted. But the urban black community is paying for how the urban black community votes every time. Joe Biden isn't paying. Alejandro Mayorkas isn't paying. Bill Gates isn't paying. Bill Gates will never, ever, 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 ever get stabbed to death walking down a sidewalk in New York City. He'll never even be walking down a sidewalk in New York City. And if he is, he'll be surrounded by armed guards as he does so. That He will never, ever, ever bear the brunt of his policies. That's the difference between the elite commie scum and the street commie scum. The elite commie scum gets out of it. The street commie scum, they are the true believers. And ironically, they're the ones who have to pay the price for all of it. Those are the different factions. Now let's talk, let's talk about that true believer thing. True believers. True believers in what? What? What do they actually believe? Well, they believe America is evil, a force for evil. And the ultimate good, if you want to really do good for America, you will destroy America. That is how they think. And you can say, Jesse, that is so crazy. Jesse, that's, that sounds like these people occupy a world of make-believe. Yes, you nailed it. These people occupy a world of make-believe, a world 
that is not real, I will explain with the most jaw-dropping number I've ever explained with on this show in just a moment. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.